Have you ever wondered how Nietzsche interpreted Christianity and how Dostoevsky may have been a massive influence on his views? Well, today we're going to be talking about the character Mushkin in The Idiot through a Nietzschean lens to see some of the reasons for why some people have hypothesized that Nietzsche's conception of true Christianity came from a reading of Dostoevsky's Mushkin. Now, all of this discussion stems on the question of whether Nietzsche read The Idiot. And this is something which was brought to my attention in Walter Kaufman's brilliant biography of Nietzsche, where he writes about how Nietzsche might have influenced or have gotten influence from Dostoevsky's presentation of The Idiot. Now, there isn't very much evidence that Nietzsche read Dostoevsky's Idiot directly in the sense that he doesn't refer to that work specifically. We know he's read notes from underground in a French translation. However, his reading of The Idiot is only developed through Kaufman's analysis of Nietzsche's works where he describes Christ being in a sickly world. So while there isn't a, a direct link between Dostoevsky and Nietzsche's through the work The Idiot, there is a suggestion that if Nietzsche did indeed read Notes from Underground or in an extremely liberal French translation, there's good reasons to suggest that perhaps he did turn to other books. So now with that idea in mind, let's assume for the sake of this video that he did read The Idiot, because I do think it does indeed create a quite an interesting picture of Nietzsche's interpretation of Mushkin. One element of that is the question that, well, how did Nietzsche admire Christ and how did the role of Christ play a role in Nietzsche's Christology and philosophy. And one of those interesting elements here is tying to the idea of Nietzsche's conception of the separation between Christianity and Christ. In the work The Antichrist, Nietzsche writes that there is only one true Christian and that Christian died on the cross. There was only one true bearer of the fundamental perfect Christian ideal. And, and I, I, I use perfect under a lot of a restraint here. But, but to Nietzsche, Christ was one of the only, or if not the only, presentation of the true Christian message, precisely because even if the content of what he was teaching, and we will talk about that later a bit more, about the content of what was being taught, but rather the way in which he was affirming and presenting himself, Christ, on the cross by following his life all the way to his death, following the same ideals, being affirming those values, was something that Nietzsche did admire Christ. And, and this is where themes in The Idiot do arise. I mean, you could call Mushkin a ridiculous character, uh, a crazy one, a somewhat insane one, a naive one. But despite all of these qualifications, what you do get is a picture of Mushkin, who is fundamentally someone who does care about the world. He loves the world. He has certain values that he sticks throughout, through all of his different stages of his life. And no matter who he's interacting with, he is almost a monologic character because he... He only presents a certain side of himself and doesn't change. He is affirming certain values in a way that is unique. And that is why a lot of people call him naive, call him the idiot, call him sickly, call him a bit mentally slow. Is precisely because he's sticking to those values, even if those situations that he was put in were, were varied, different. He was not reactive to them. And that form of affirmation of values, which we'll talk to now, is something that Nietzsche could have gotten from from Dostoevsky. So Nietzsche was perhaps looking at the idiot and looking at Dostoevsky and saying, well, Dostoevsky has written a Christ-like figure who truly affirms his values to the point of death. And that is a form of a will to power, an affirmation of one's values, which Nietzsche viewed as fundamentally profound and helpful. Most notably is um, Dostoevsky's views on, well, Nietzsche's views on the will to power. Nietzsche 
is a very strong admirer and uh, advocate of the will to power, which says that all fundamental values in the world or presentations of values can be reduced to this fundamental substructure of a will to power where people are trying to affirm one's values. And traditionally that was seen through the hierarchy of values found within the noblemen and the, pe and the peasants, whereas the slave mentality rising from the bottom was due to a lack of power, trying to invert the power structure via ressentiment. And as a result, you're trying to, and that's what his criticism of the Christian and Jewish morality is, it's kind of try to change or invert the system of morals. However, what Nietzsche is saying is that, well, actually one should affirm their own values in the strongest form, and that affirmation of one's values is the core of ethical and theoretical life. And that at the end, in Thus Spoke Zarathustra, it is that affirmation of values which is seen as a true end of humanity. Now, what is very interesting about this idea of the will to power and how that ties back to the idiot is, is well, this affirmation of one's values seems not to be a thing which is seen directly in Christianity. Yet, nevertheless, he does seem to tie the idea of the will to power to Christ himself and in more of an insidious way to the priests. And, well, how does that idea come to be? One can suggest, and I'm not saying this is, is what happens, one can suggest that that idea arose fundamentally from Nietzsche's reading of the idiot by looking at how Mushkin was such a positively good human being in his affirmation of his own values, whether they were right or wrong. That was a fundamental element in which Nietzsche then decided to admire Christ through the reading of the Mushkinian lens or Dostoevskian lens. And therefore, when Nietzsche, let's say Nietzsche is here, when Nietzsche is reading Christ, Christ on the cross, he is took, looking to Dostoevsky and is saying, well, actually, through Dostoevsky's understanding of Christ, what I, when I'm saying there was only one Christian which died on the cross, that Christian, that Christian who did affirm his values was Dostoevsky's Mushkin. But since Mushkin was viewed as a Christ-like figure, he imposed that figure on to Christ. So that is an interesting idea. But of course, we know that perhaps if you're actually looking at the content, the meekness, the love, the kindness of Mushkin, Nietzsche would have disagreed with that. And this is where it comes back to, well, what does it mean that Nietzsche likes Christ or admires Christ, but at the same time dislikes Christianity? This is the difference that he makes between the content and the practice. There's a content of what one teaches and the practice of how one teaches. How one imposes themselves in the world, how one goes around the world with their values is one question. What they are actually teaching is another. And, this, and a very good way to look about that is to think about the development of sola fide through the Lutheran and even Augustinian thoughts and Pauline thoughts. To Nietzsche, the main fall of Christianity began with the Pauline interpretation of sola fide. Instead of promoting Christianity as a positive, active movement of one's values through the world, Christianity was then in, instead switched around to a religion based on sola fide, only faith, and not works such that people are saved not by what they actually do, their positive affirmation of their values, but rather via their faith near acceptance of a Christian ideal. And as a result, the content, that insidious idea of saying, I don't need to do anything, I can just sit back, I do not need to affirm my values in the world, that was what Nietzsche was criticizing instead of the actual practice of Christ. So if you're actually asking, well, what type of Christianity should have survived for Nietzsche? Nietzsche would have argued that true Christianity, true, true, Christianity in its positive and fullest form does indeed come not from the content of what Christ taught, but rather an imitation, an imitatio Christi of the, the affirmation of one's values. The same way that Christ took his values and brought that to the cross is the same way in which one should go around their own values and bring that to the, their logical end.
So I hope you've enjoyed this analysis of a Nietzschean reading of Prince Mushkin and how Mushkin ties into the Nietzschean framework. If you want to access any of these books, Walter Kaufman's biography, The Idiot, or even some other books by Nietzsche and Dostoevsky, I'll highly recommend you to check them out. Those are very helpful sources. I'll put a link to those in the description below. And of course, if you do enjoy this video and like analyzing Mushkin, then make sure to stay tuned to this series as I continue walking through different interpretations of Mushkin and share these with your Dostoevsky and friends.